Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Tipsy, Tipsy Potheads. Oh, my goodness. Did we say it together? Somewhat. That's oh, wow. We've ever gotten. Most of the time, we were doing that, like, one year. So, that time, like, we were not, we did not practice, folks. So. We didn't. Only for 45 minutes. <laughs> Well, hello, everyone. We read from the Chamber of Secrets chapters six through nine. Yay! Yay! <laughs> oh she was trying to show she can't shake the shaker. <laughs> what are no. we drinking, guys? <laughs> We're drinking the Moaning Myrtle. What's in the Moaning Myrtle? You have a little champagne. A little vodka. Vodka. Grape juice. White grape juice specifically. Ice. Ice. Yeah. Oh, well, and then a sugar well, rim. Dry ice if you dare. Yeah, and I, then pretty purple sugar rim. I don't think any of us did purple sugar rim. No. Um, I didn't do any sugar. No. <laughs> I did a little sugar the first time. As yeah. always, ours are all a little different. Josie, would you like to shit? Tell us how you modified I it? did the champagne, the vodka. The only thing that I changed is from the white grape juice. I did grape crystal light. And it's very delicious. No mm-hmm. ice, no sugar. No ice. <laughs> she, she realized, I'm, she's like, I need an ice. She I was, she was looking at my drink. I was holding my drink up she's and drinking it. it and I was like, you want ice? Not really, but. I was staring at her glass longingly, looking at the ice cubes. With hearts in her eyes. That's the. Wishing uh, wishing mm. had that. So that is the perk of having a fridge with a nice maker. Yes. It's just the perk of being prepared and having ice all the time. I don't use a lot of ice anymore, so. So for everyone else, the only real change I did on mine which is not a change, it's just a type of champagne. So I got Prosecco. Yeah. yeah. So I think it is a little sweeter, but it's good. I did um, Moscato champagne. So mine was... Not as sweet as hers. <laughs> but, but it wasn't as... It's not as... But not as sweet as a Riesling. But it's not, but it's not even, even that Moscato, because I've had real sweet Moscatos. That Moscato champagne isn't as sweet as like the moscatos that i like to drink on like a you know just to drink is that your girl moscato yeah yeah i do like moscato um i like grieslings too it's the only right white i can really drink is moscato andy who are you looking at (laughs) <laughs> oh he's looking at his cell phone taking um, <laughs> as always because he's really invested in this episode guys um <laughs> as always we will post the drink yes. that we are drinking on our social um so everybody can see what we uh the recipe that we used 
quote unquote used. All right, Andy, give us a quick plot line of chapters six through nine. This always makes me nervous because I always miss something or y'all circle back. So from what I remember reading today, because we all know I'm super prepared and read ahead. Um, so, So from today, we are kind of in the aftermath of them coming to school in the car and everything that's kind of going on. What? Um, and so it's like they're kind of going through. Like there's still some people who are like, "Oh my god, they came in a car!" And then like Hermione's like, "Are these bitches gonna get in trouble?" And so they're kind of like dealing with all that type of stuff. We get the first howler of the book. It could be the only one of the book. I don't know, but um, we get a howler and it kind of goes off. And it does that. He gets real embarrassed. And then we um, go into, I don't know if this is a good timeline. You're welcome, Champagne. But um, then at some point, (laughs) they are in Herbology. And they are learning to plant the mandrakes. And so they're learning about all that type of stuff. But they know they have to use um, earmuffs. It's not technically probably the term, but um, so no, that's what they call them so that they don't die. (laughs) Um, which what I learned was these earmuffs are not old enough to kill them, just hurt them. So, not the earmuffs are old enough to kill the mandrake, the mandrake (laughs) (laughs) that makes a lot that makes a lot more sense. (laughs) And then we also hear more from the douchey Mick, um, famous wizard. It starts with an L, and I can't think of what it is. Dr. Lockhart? Yeah. Not a doctor. Just Gilderoy Lockhart. Yep. Gilderoy Lockhart. I was like, Lucius Malfoy? We haven't talked no. to him that much. No. Dr. Lockhart. Lockhart. And it just Not a doctor. No. Just Lockhart. He lost his practice. He never um, had a practice. He never had it. <laughs> We learn from, like, the level, we already kind of knew it, but the levels of intensity of how much of a douche he is. Right. Um, and how much he's obsessed with Harry Potter because Harry Potter is famous for no reason and he has written 80,000 books and feels like he should be the famous one. Look at me. Um, let's see. And then... That was uh, chapter six. That was all chapter six. You're welcome. The death day. The death day. And then it's Halloween time, and <laughs> Harry gets invited to a um, death day party for nearly headless Nick. Sir Nicholas. Sir Nicholas. And, you know, they thought they were going to have some good food, and then they realized that good food was real rotten. And so then they. <laughs> Then they go up because Harry's hearing voices and Harry, look, because Harry is who Harry is. He follows these voices and then they almost get, well, they are accused of killing the um, The ground person's cat. Filch's Mrs. Norris. Yes. Um, But he's not really dead. He just frozen. And everybody's like, Mrs. Mrs. Norris. Norris. It's a cat, so it doesn't really matter. That cat it has it matters. <laughs> that that cat super frozen, and everybody's like, "Harry Potter did it," and Dumbledore is like, "Bitch, he ain't strong enough. He don't even know what he's doing." Um, and then they also have to go through like their detentions, 
and all this type mm. of stuff, which neither one of them enjoys. Um, <laughs> Harry gets back on the Quidditch. Mrs. Norris. Practice. Or Harry and Ron. Harry and Ron. Harry and Ron. That was chapter six. I wasn't prepared for this recap. Um, Quidditch comes back. Quidditch comes back. (laughs) Malfoy has bought his way onto the team by buying everyone new stuff. (laughs) The Slytherin team, not the good team. Harry has a super stalker who constantly wants to take pictures of him. Colin Creevy. Stage five clinger. Um, And then... <laughs> of course, Hermione does the Hermione thing of doing all the research and tricking people into giving their answers and details about stuff about the about the Chamber of Secrets. I mean, she didn't trick anyone. She just asked. She got the yeah yeah that's the right her. questions. She just actually did it. Yeah. Feel free to fill in something that I missed, ladies. Great outline of chapter six and an overview of seven eight and nine <laughs> <laughs> the only and... that i feel like you really missed is the whole reason why we named the oh moaning myrtle <laughs> is because this is the first time we really meet moaning myrtle oh, yeah and they go into the bathroom of the corridor and talk to her harry ron you also get a lot of like Jenny's just distraught over the cat. The cat. The cat. She's distraught about Harry and Ron. She's distraught about everything. She's just crying all the time. She's having a hard time. She's a hot a mess. Andy, we did throw this on you about ten minutes before we started recording. So good job. I, I do have to say, say that there are times I could feel like I could nail that. And then y'all are like, I got this one. And I'm like, damn it, I was prepared. <laughs> but it was fun listening to you like jump around, especially with the Quidditch stuff. You're like, they're back playing Quidditch. But I also love that after like two minutes, you were still on chapter six. <laughs> <laughs> it all blends together. Chapter six was the biggest chapter. Was it? I don't know. Like, was it? I don't know. No. <sighs> I'm like, I thought they all kind of a little evenish. All right. So, Andy, what? what was your impressions of that? Those chapters. Um, Andy's never read the books. Have we ever mentioned this yeah. before on Tipsy so, Tipsy Potheads? A long time ago. First time Andy reading. has never read the books. I feel like there needs to be. We're popping um, his cherry. Oh. His Harry Potter cherry. <laughs> Too much Chamber <laughs> of Secrets. Um, <laughs> so, what stood out for me in this book? <laughs> Sorry, I thought of something to say. It was really, really inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think you delved into a little more of, mm-hmm. in the book versus the movie, of how much of a D... Lockhart is right. Oh yeah, yeah. he's twenty five times more annoying yeah. in the book. That might be because I love Kenneth Branagh too. Uh, I don't know who that is. That's he the guy that plays Elroy Lockhart. 
Right, but I mean, like, I, I wouldn't He's know also I, directed, like, a million movies and acted in, like, a million movies, and he's really big. This was my turn. He's he's also known as a Shakespearean actor. I wish y'all could have seen Josie's face. Um, no. He's also directed know. some of the Marvel movies, but whatever. Whatever. All right, so I don't know this man. I'm sorry to this man. He was also married to Emma Thompson for a while, and she plays Professor Trelawney in book three. Okay, Andy, go ahead. We're getting spicy. Any ways. <laughs> I, I did notice that one in terms of that. I don't know if in the movie it touched on whether um, Flinch or Filch. Filch. Finch? Filch. Um, was going after, like, he was a non-magical madge person. A squib. Yeah. I knew the name. But, um, I don't know if it touched on that in there, but it was just kind of funny to see him, because, like, you always just see him so angry all the time, and for Ron to kind of explain with, like, that makes sense, that's probably why he's so mad at all the students, because we just come in with power that he'll never have. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I also kind of enjoyed because Hagrid getting salty about someone, like when he was salty about Lockhart. Like everybody I, was salty about him, Professor Sprout. I think that was one of my favorite parts because, like, he's just always kind of joyful in what I know about him, and he was just like that yeah. douche. But yeah, what about y'all? I mean, Lockhart definitely gets under the skin of every single person who comes into contact with him. For sure. There's a real dislike for Lockhart in the books that I don't think, I think you kind of get in the movies. Mm -hmm. If we jump forward to book five, I don't think you ever get it as much as you do Umbridge in the movies. Yeah. But he's horrendous. The other thing that really stuck out to me in the in these chapters was this is also the first time you really get any form of like um purist or racist comments because yeah. they start throwing around the term mudblood mud blood, yeah. and i love how like no one knew what it was i was going to say that like Sorry. it's interesting that they never heard it the year before no, yeah, nobody said it the year before. If they did say it, they definitely f- did not feel at liberty to say it. Right, they didn't which, feel as bold or Which I think is really interesting. And probably reading these books years ago, and even probably reading this book three or four years ago, I would have been like, that's mm-hmm. weird that nobody would have mentioned it or, like, all of a sudden felt bold and enough to like say it and then you know social things happen and political climates change and then all of a sudden people who were like oh now I can use this term I'm gonna use it and all of a sudden these people that you thought Mm -hmm. were okay were like racist yeah um what but this is also like really this is the first time in her book so far that you really start start to see something kind of like socially dark yeah it Mm. with that term and i i know that sheila and i try not to compare the stuff to the movies too much but again it just kind of goes back like 
I love Ron Weasley in yes. the books. Yes. Ron Weasley in the books is so bold. He's not this like cowering sidekick. Hermione, like, I almost think, like, I want to say that in the movie, Hermione's the one who's, like, this is the term to kind of keep it as she's, like, the know-it-all, but her and Harry are, like, what is that? Like, I don't even get it. Like, they literally stand there in the Quidditch field when everybody else goes crazy. Yeah. And the two of them are just like, wow, this must really be bad. And then they just see Ron Mm -hmm. pull out his wand and they're like, whoa, this is real bad. Right. And then Hagrid immediately is like, he said what? And then it's like, everybody just immediately gets so set off by this. And you see him say it at Quidditch, but then you also see it say it later when they find Mrs. Norris. So this is definitely definitely becoming um, emboldened to, like, say this term. In front of a lot of people. Yeah. I also love the death day party. (laughs) I love it. it. I love that Nick is, like, so upset he can't be a part of the headless hunt. Because he's not headless. Because of I, one half inch peach of skin. Yeah, and yeah. I love, I love that him and Harry just kind of like run into each other, and they're both just like so upset and distraught yeah. in their own world. And you also, this is the first time that Harry really hears voices. Mm-hmm. What is it? Dun dun dun. Um, I don't know. Like, I like these chapters because I feel like these chapters are a really good setup for, like, what's to come. And oh, it's sure. kind of, it, there's so much mystery behind it because it's like, Harry's like, should I have told them about the voices? And, like, even Ron's like, it doesn't matter if you're a wizard or not. Nobody should hear voices. Yeah, voices aren't good here either, you know. Yeah, Um. there's just a lot of setup. Like, obviously, with the Lockhart stuff, he's so, like... His arrogance and, like, narcissism is, like, sometimes so hard to read mm-hmm. that you're yeah. just like, oh, my gosh, I just move on from Lockhart. But, um, like, the setup for everything is just so good. Mm-hmm. Like, the first time you meet Myrtle, like, in the... At the death day party. At the death day party. Mm-hmm. And, her, and Peeves is like, I heard what you said. And Hermione immediately knows what that means. She's like, no, don't tell her I said anything. <laughs> don't tell her. Yep. Please don't say anything. She looks great. She looks so nice. Like, Why are you talking about me? You look yeah. so good today, Myrtle. You're making <laughs> no, fun of me. Like no, 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 no. We're not making fun of you. I just love, like, the whole yeah. setup of all of it. Yeah. I will say really quickly, too, with the voices, because, like, in the movie, it's just always kind of like, he hears whispers, he hears this. This was very much, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to take your skin, I'm going to rip you to bits type voices. Oh, yeah. They're, like, legit, like, you could be a crazy person. Like, kill him, him, tear him. Yeah. Like, in the movies, it just kind of sounds like he has, like, these weird kind of moments where he's kind of out of it. Not necessarily. Mm-hmm. That. Yeah, so my impression, kind of with Josie, like, reading these chapters was, I was like, I love Ron. Especially because, like, he was able to do a lot more, like, kind of history <laughs> type stuff. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, like, 
he gave him the background on like you know mud blood and uh, yeah I'm trying to think what was the other thing that he like he's so knowledgeable even yeah. though even though he's like not necessarily the smartest kid when it comes to academics he's so knowledgeable in like the wizard world you know like the social yeah. aspects he's really knowledgeable and i really like i was like oh i wish like this stuff was in the movie like this yeah. this ron this ron plus yeah, the ron that's... that rupert made but like it would have been like the perfect ron yeah you know like right they just i mean they just gave so many of ron's lines to hermione and he just comes across as kind of like dim-witted and i think rupert grant would have played it well both ways i think they just had to like kind of like show that she was the know-it-all with his lines because he does i mean he lays down a lot of knowledge a lot of like it's like social knowledge. It's not book smarts. It's not the stuff that you're going to be able to read in Hogwarts of history. Yeah, it's, it's literally, wizard. Yeah. it's wizard. I grew up in this. This is stuff that I've listened for, yeah. to for 12 years type of knowledge. Yeah. And that, I think that's what I was like. Oh, I love this. I love this Ron. I always liked yeah. this Ron. I miss I know. this Ron. Um, so I really appreciated having him... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Andy like just dropped his computer. Um, <laughs> and he went like tumbling. But that was like one of my like when I was going through it, I was like, ah, oh, that was like the thing that really grabbed me. Um, yeah. The the Lockhart again, like he was just really, he's just like annoying like person that, and and what I loved is like how like Ron and Harry were not fooled by his his glamour mm-hmm. whereas so many Ever, other people, from the beginning from the beginning they were never enamored with him where so many like obviously the women were the young girls were hermione really was her, hermione really was oh my gosh she still is like she's, through yeah. chapter nine she still defends lockhart she does and like that was just i i just i'm like you know these boys are so wise you know they, they're seeing through this like this this man that's they they they're like Hermione how can you know that he's he did all this sh- this shit he can't even take care of the pixies oh my gosh when they're you like know? in Hagrid's like, hut and yeah. he's like he's complaining about our Ron and or ha- about him and then Ron and Harry join in and Hermione just defiantly is like obviously Dumbledore knows something because he hired him and it's like okay well and Hagrid is also kind of like I mean like some of a lot of the he was the only one right nobody wants the goddamn job it's so funny though because Professor Sprout you see that right away with Professor Sprout too because she's like she's all like disheveled and he's like perfect and he's like I had to show her how to take care of that whomping willow and she's just like yeah get away from Go away. I don't need your help. And, you know, like, all the yeah. teachers are kind of like that. And then, again, like, during the whole scene, like, when f- the cat, Mrs. Norris, gets petrified and they go to um, Gilderoy's room and Albus Dumbledore is, like, looking over the cat trying to figure out what happened to her. And 
Gilderoy's like, oh, she's dead. She's definitely dead. I've I saw seen this, this before. <laughs> and I did this, and I did this. And and then Dumbledore's like, she's not dead. She's just petrified. Oh, I knew, I knew it. And That's I, what I said. I'm like... It's just one of those things where I'm like, oh my god, you're so annoying, and I know you're supposed to be annoying. It's like when you dislike Lockhart, it's that like I, it's you dislike him because he's annoying, and you know he's false. It's that falsehood of him. Whereas in like book five with Umbridge, it's sorry not to get ahead. It's like sincere hatred. Oh yeah, because she is it's- just. So weak. It's so hard not to to jump ahead. I know Andy's like, yeah, so hard not to jump ahead. Because mm-hmm. really, of all of the professors that they have through Hogwarts, those two are probably the absolute worst <laughs> that they have. But I um, mean, the guy Quirrell wasn't necessarily that bad. <laughs> I mean, right. Like, his demeanor wasn't overbearing. He wasn't like whatever. He was just like the stuttering fool. Mm-hmm. You also get a really big clue in these chapters, which I'd be interested. So, Andy, I'd be interested to know if you picked up on this, because like with your with you watching the movies and never reading the books, Hagrid kind of gives a really big clue about Gilderoy and how he got hired and I think probably the first couple times I read this it was absolutely a throwaway but now you're just like oh my gosh this says so much when he said he was the only one that wanted to do it like he was the the only one yeah like Hagrid gives that clue and I was like oh my gosh have I never really noticed this clue before or like really thought much of it because Hagrid's like no one wants to step up because nobody wants the defense against the dark arts position because you die <laughs> <laughs> basically like something, or something else you. happens to you um, i mean we don't know what happened to anybody previous to quarrel obviously right but we know that what happened to quarrel was not a good thing right well and it's a big precursor to what you find out in Future. Later in later books, future books about about that position specifically. Yeah, the uh, specifically about the defense against the dark arts position. Yeah, Gilderoy, man, he's just he's, he's a douche. He's a fucking douche. He's, I, he's hard to read. Uh, he, but his, but honestly, like as hard as it is, like his character is like so well written. Yeah, that you're like. I really hate this dude, but I'm just going to keep reading because I really just want to know what happens. Well, it's also kind of, you know, it's comical because you know he's an idiot and the kids know he's an idiot. Well, not all the kids, but a lot of the, like he's the mostly boys, males, like the teachers, <laughs> the teachers know he's an idiot. The kid, like the male, the male students are like, you're dumb. I mean, we're not that smart ourselves, but you're dumb. They're, they 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 see his his falseness. Like it's comical. Like I love hearing what like Harry and Ron have to say about him. Like all yeah. The like and I then like they... Hermione wouldn't let go of the um the slip. The um oh my head a chapter. Is that ten? 
I yeah. think Kara had a chat. Oops, I didn't mean to. Sorry, I got it. <laughs> Never mind. Sheila's an overachiever. Well, what I'm gonna say <laughs> intentionally. We've all had somebody that we worked with that is that person that you're just like, yeah. How yeah. the fuck did they get this job? You don't know anybody like that at all. No. So I know exactly how the people I've worked with have gotten the jobs they've gotten. So <laughs> same, which doesn't make it any easier. Not but um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just been like it. It was an interesting read, like because there was a lot that happened, but not a whole lot of big things. There. Oh yeah, it was like yeah. a bunch of small th- stuff. I love how much the ghosts. Are a part of this book. I do too. They're a lot. They're a lot more professor. Involved. Yeah, like well, you get the whole death day, and I mean, obviously, anybody who's like a true fan of Harry Potter, loves the books, loves the movies, knows that one of the biggest ones that's missing is Peeves. Yes, mm. and that was actually a scene while I was reading. I remember going, "This was a scene that I wanted. I was looking forward to." When the movie came out, was it the one where Peeves? No, the well, the, the well, I looked forward. To, I looked forward to Peeves in the very first one. I looked yeah, forward yeah, to yeah. him the whole time. He never showed up, obviously. But the second Which, movie, in one of our other episodes, we talk about that as a Harry Potter fact. But in in the Harry, not the Harry Potter, but in the Death Day um, scene, like I looked forward, like. I remember, like, I read the book, and then the movie was coming out, and I'm like, I can't wait to see the death day scene. And then I was I like, know. where's the fucking death day scene? I really no. feel like that is one of the chapters that gets talked about the most for in the fan Harry Potter fandom for, like, missing. Because that was new to me. I was like, either I didn't watch this movie, which, as we learned from the last couple, I apparently <laughs> have missed some things. Or, like, I just never heard this, so it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, but, sorry, I was looking at some of my notes. Um, But also, it's one of those things where it's, like, Professor Bins, like... Yeah. He, they literally say, like, he was literally so boring in life that he just, like, died in an armchair and, and his routine, like, his class. routine was so mundane. He died in his armchair and then just got up for work the next day and just went to Hogwarts. And he's just been teaching for, ever since. And I love the description in that entire classroom where it's, like, yes. Dean Thomas had, like, drool running down his mouth. Yeah. And, like, everybody was slouching on their hands or whatever. And then... Just, like, how bold Hermione is to just raise her hand and ask about it. Yeah. Well, I loved I loved how he was, Professor Benz was like, somebody's raising their hand. What do I do? That never happens. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was just like, like how I, many hundreds of years was he teaching before somebody ever rose a hand in his right, class? Yeah. So that was, like, I, because it's been years since I read this book. But I remember, like, reading that, and I'm like, oh, I forgot how he was like, what do I, what do I do? Do I answer it? Do I, what, you know, like, mm-hmm. he, he, he was, he was comical in the sense that he didn't know, like, he was just a rambling teacher. He's one of those teachers that you would have that would just, like, wah, 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 wah and you're expected to oh, take Oh, he those. was totally a Charlie Brown teacher. Yeah. Wah, 
Yeah. And you just take your notes while he's wah wahing, or you don't take your notes, depending mm-hmm. on who you are Hermione or Harry or Ron mm-hmm. or Andy. He's raising his hand, everybody. Did you need to say something, or you were just volunteering? That I you know. Were- I was going to say that I didn't take notes, but then I was like, I would. But then it depends on the class. Like, yeah. High school me absolutely took notes. College me. 12 year old you? What about 12 year old you? Uh yeah, probably not. Didn't have a I still take avid notes. But it was just it was just so funny that yeah that whole scene where like everybody's just like it's like a hot afternoon like I can imagine it's like a hot afternoon or whatever and everybody's oh, yeah. just like Ugh, and just wah 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 and then Hermione's like I'm gonna annoy the hell out of you because I can't check out a book. That's what I love about it is that there's like a waiting list for Hogwarts of history. Like, why doesn't she have a copy of this yet? She 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 has a copy. Oh, she left it at home. That's right. Yeah, she could fit in her trunk with all the Lockhart books. Um, I do like one of the things that I love about the ghosts though is like just to get a perspective of like the time period because Sir Nicholas is. It's his 500th death day. Mm-hmm. So he died in 1492. Um, wasn't that when Chris Columbus sailed the ocean blue? Anyway. Very 1492 or 1496? It's 92. Yeah, 92. Because 96 doesn't rhyme with blue. I know. I just said that. But I always get it wrong. But anyway. Um, not literally not the point of any of this. It's a little bit of the point now. Um, I mean I literally was like in 1492 he sailed the ocean blue and I'm like was it 96 stop second guessing yourself I know but it's like his 500th death day so then you think about like what he's wearing and then like Myrtle is a young teenage girl and she's fairly modern you find out later that she's sorry any spoiler um she's like from the 50s um but then it's like when did professor bins die you don't actually ever find out so he's from like a different era and then like peeves is from a different like none of them it's not like they all died in the same year peeves wouldn't peeves i don't think would be have died well, he's a poltergeist, so he would have still had to die. No, that's not how I view poltergeists. How do you view poltergeists? Like, poltergeists are, like, spirits, but they're not, like, spirits that have died. Like, they're just kind of, like, there's, they there's don't spirits. No, there's spirits out there that are not, like, they, they lived and they died. There's spirits that are just spirits, and they do shit. But the spirit had to live at some point. I think this is a chicken and the egg in terms of a ghost or a poltergeist. No. Sheila's going to look this up. I can see her trying to grab her phone to Google it. <laughs> no. I, yeah, poltergeist. As she are... looks down at her phone. No. Well, poltergeist, I mean, they have a stronger force. I feel like he probably definitely tra- died in some type of trauma, but he still would have died. Not a, he's not a ghost. Because he's a spirit. Like, he's still a spirit. He's paranormal. Because he's dead. Pride <laughs> <laughs> doesn't tell us what you guys think about poltergeists. Are they dead or are they just a spirit with no where's, body? <laughs> where's our poltergeist? Um, where's our poltergeist? 
uh, expert. Expert. Um, sure. Not us. Um, but like they all happen at different times, so it's kind of like you see so much history of like I don't know their cost, like their costumes, their outfits, and like everything else. So that's that's a big part of like why I was always really really sad they didn't include the the ghosts more. Yeah, I mean, you always knew about, uh, you, you met a few of them or saw a few of them in the first movie, and you always, of course, you met nearly Headless Nick, but it was really short in the first, um, in the first movie. Mm-hmm. But after that. <laughs> We're really uh, interesting right now. So what's next? <laughs> Did we have any dislikes? I mean, Sheila's looking this up avidly on her phone. I'm right not now. avidly looking. I'm not like. <laughs> um, do I have any dislikes? Yeah. Not really. I don't think so. Um, I think it was kind of interesting. So, this isn't a dislike. This is. I. It would be more of like a like again. But like, I hear more of the ten points for Gryffindor type things mm. in these chapters for different stuff. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's been a lot. I feel like ten points here, ten points there. Yeah. Even Percy took away points. He's like, yeah, he took five away points from Gryffindor. I from was his like, own house. I was like, can Prefix do that? Because I definitely don't remember that. Total side note: I just found Wikipedia said that a poltergeist is a type of ghost or spirit that is responsible for physical or theorized activity. Ghost. Or spirit. I don't know. I guess it depends on what you believe. <laughs> oh my god, is that what I look like, Andy, when I refuse to? It is. Uh, <laughs> this is what well, this is you ninety percent of the time, where you um, have like average like stuff. Fifty percent of the time. Okay, fifty percent. I mean, when you are wrong, this is you ninety percent of the time. Because she will just be like, no. Whatever you, whatever, not today. Fine, whatever. Um, I didn't say what that. What happening? <laughs> my cat was in my cupboard. <laughs> and she was throwing stuff out. Sorry. Oh, this is brought to you by Petco. I'm just this kidding. This is brought to you by Bella, the kitten. <laughs> She's like, nope. What, did you have any other dislikes, Andy? I don't think so, no. I mean, I guess it's just, like, as a set of chapters, there's just so much set up in these chapters. Yes. This feels like the second movie of a trilogy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, there was just so much action and excitement in the first five chapters that in these chapters, it was just kind of like, and now here's the backstory to get back into the action. Yeah. Um, and it could also just feel that way because I know what's coming, but um, it's definitely like the History Channel. Yeah. Right now. Brought to you by Hogwarts Academy. <laughs> well, I liked. I really liked you Professor Ben telling like the story of the the original four founders, and then. Having... Wait, you liked that or disliked that? No, I liked it. Oh, okay. Sheila, these were our dislikes. 
That's what I thought you said was that you liked it, but then I was like, oh, it's hard to For one. those of you who can't see, which is everyone, again, I say this almost every time, Sheila's not here for the shenanigans today, and she just <laughs> rolled her eyes and flipped us off. You're welcome. 90% of the time, you're never here. You're up to <laughs> Fair. To both of you. Fair. <laughs> she had to say to both of you because Andy was like, he was he was triggered. I also had to say it because you got your feisty pants on today, Miss Sheila. <laughs> I don't know why I got my feisty pants on. Don't be sorry. I love it. I think it's mixing vodka and champagne together. Yeah, I don't know if that was a good mix. To be fair, I was feisty this morning too. She sent this text message like, "I found a morning about mo- to drink," and she was like, mm. "That's gonna make you moan." <laughs> so I quickly was like, "Look, y'all aren't saying anything." I was just thinking, moaning, moaning Myrtle. Was like in this. I looked up these things, couldn't find anything. Because I was like, Moaning Myrtle, Death Day. What were the other clues that I gave? Oh, what was the other one you said? Mrs. Norris, and then something else. Yeah, no, it's fine. I was just. I, I, I was actually surprised. A very I bad red eye. I wasn't sure I was going to like it. It's I really like it. Sheila just apparently can't drink champagne vodka mix because it makes her fight. <laughs> that was not Bella. That was the cat jumped up right now. I'm like, <laughs> so by the way, Dash the cat jumped on the likes, Andy. What about your likes? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, your time is over. <laughs> My likes? I thought we already did that. You need me. Did you do your likes? I thought you just did your dislikes. I wasn't I, listening. I think I'm much like Sheila. I think my dislikes are actually my likes. Because um, <laughs> I said I like that we got to hear a little more of the ten points for Gryffindor stuff. I don't know. I mean, they weren't throwaway chapters, and I actually felt like I got a lot of backstory as someone who's never read them. Got a lot of backstory in them, but there just wasn't a lot to write home about. I no, read. I wouldn't call them throwaway chapters. Right. They're background chapters. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of info that you have to have for the rest of the story and even the rest of the series for sure. Yeah. I mean, right. I'm just I'm just going to go back to that my biggest like in these chapters is Ron, Ron Weasley. I love in Ron. Every, in yeah. every single chapter of all four of these chapters, there was something about him that I was like, I just freaking love Ron Weasley. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's my like, is that I finally get to see him for the Ron that y'all liked. Yeah. So here's some background, Andy. For those of us who had to wait for book to book to book to book, mm-hmm. when book six had been released and we were waiting for book seven, there was a huge amount of like, what do all the books mean up to this point? I actually bought a book that was like, what's going to happen in book seven? And it was like odds of like what characters were going to live and what characters were going to die. And it was like breaking, it was breaking down like all the different like books and everything. And there were so many people that were like for a very long time in the series thought book two was a throwaway book. 
And Rowling even released a statement that was like, actually, book two, and she actually said this even before book six. She was like, oh, book two is like one of the most important in the series. And it was like, wait, what? And everybody was like, how is this book so important? So it's really interesting because, like, I would never call these chapters like throwaway chapters. Because there is so much information. And now, like, having read the whole series, you see how important so many elements of this book actually are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's really fun to kind of read that. And in these chapters, you get the death day, you get Professor Bins, you get Moaning Myrtle, you get the Mandrakes, you get... I mean, even the current stuff, like Sith- Slytherin versus... Um, Gryffindor. Yeah. I love that, like, when they find Mrs. Norris petrified, that Snape, like, comes forward and is like, well, the only solution is to bench Potter from the Quidditch games. And McDonald and Dumbledore <laughs> like, were basically like, why would we do that? They're like, they that just, does not make sense. They were just like, stop it, Snape. They're like, stop no. being a little bitch. Basically, yeah, because it's, like, yeah, it's like even to Snape is just like, yeah, forget about the cat. This is my time to get him off the Quidditch field. And so he's just like, mm, let's not let him do any of it. He's obviously not telling the truth, so we should not let him play Quidditch anymore. Yeah, I mean, even Snape was like, yeah, he didn't petrify Mrs. Norris, but he's not telling the truth. So let's ban him from everything. There's just he's, so many he's hearing voices, things. and then Snape would have been like, okay, you're a lunatic now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, I, I don't know. It makes me really excited to read the next couple chapters. For sure. I'm not going to lie. If we, weren't, if we weren't recording this, I probably would have kept reading. Yay. Mm-hmm. Well, you can after tonight. Sheila did. I think it was only half. It was only half of ten or whatever. Is that when I asked the question, are we supposed to read through ten? And you're like, oop, I'm just going. I think, yeah, I was like, (laughs) I went a little too far. I don't have to go as far as I thought I did. It's fine. I could like I could have looked it up and I didn't. (laughs) I could ask. I mean, Andy could have looked it up and he didn't. Uh, I just Uh, saw over that that showed up in the first time in our shared thing today. Because I was like, oh, it's here for me. Oh, I was like, we're like, no, it's always been there. No, for me. We actually even changed the format of how it was written, so Andy had it. Yeah. I think that's why, because before it was in a... Excel, and I couldn't do my phone. Yeah. We changed it. We changed it months ago. Anyway. Anyways. um, I kind of always forget how much I like book two. And now that we're about halfway through it, I'm kind of remembering how much I enjoy book two. I and I know it's been a while. I don't know. But he's so drunk. <laughs> it's been a while since we I, talked about the I know it's been a while. Since we I'm did the gonna... first four chapters or five chapters or whatever. It's been like eighty seven years. It's been a long time. <laughs> but it's for been some reason the years since the I've flying... been in the ocean. The flying car was never, like, my favorite part. Like, I don't know why. It always kind of annoyed me. You said it wasn't? It wasn't. The flying blue Ford Angelia? Yeah. Where they took it from the train station and followed the train? 
and Baby survived. Child? He so was the mad. boy who lived twice. Maybe so the mad. one that landed I'm in the fucking and then was like, "Get out of my car and carry your trunks yourself." I mean, I like when she kicked them out. Like, I thought that was funny, but she like, was like, I don't know. Get this your damn self, and then she went into the forest and was like, "Peace, bitches." Like, you didn't oh like that. No, I don't blame you. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why I never liked that they were like, oh, we better go to the car. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. For but what makes sense like, in a stupid like, 12-year-old's head, right? It you does just, make sense in a 12-year-old's like, head. It's so annoying because you're just like, and a oh, my gosh, time. we missed the train. My parents obviously can't help us so we should just steal their transportation and follow the train to school but weren't they could they not find them because weren't they on the other side of the wall all they had to do was wait for them to come back out yeah but then you're gonna also be like in trouble but then bye but you literally are like we tried going through and it wouldn't let us but then the whole story wouldn't have worked out you're the one that said you didn't like it. I know. Exactly. That's what Why are you all of a sudden defending it? <laughs> I know it's like the stupidest thing in the world, but it's like one of those things like I don't like the, the whole flying car part. But like I like the car getting beat up like by the Whomping Willow. <laughs> Not like, but like it introduces the Whomping Willow. That's an important Sheila, part. Sheila is just angry. And then and then you do the then like there's more with the car later on in this book, which it all like ties together, but like it's just I never read the ending to Andy. I didn't say anything. I just said there's more with the car. I mean, I remember the movie. Oh, but by the way, I remember like I do uh, actually remember this movie. Ron, I was about to say Andy. Um <laughs> Ron, like, when they saw the spiders, like, I forgot, like, in the book, like, how terrified he really was in yeah. the book of the spiders. Oh, that to... was one of my notes, is this is the first mention <gasps> of the spiders. Yeah. And I thought it was funny, like, Hermione's, like, because I didn't, I don't think they said it in the movies, but, like, in the mo- in the book, he's, Ron, or Hermione is, like, laughs at him. And she's, like, but you have no problem with them in potions. He's, like, but they're dead. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I felt very close to Ron. Oh my gosh! So this was another one of my notes, which I love. It okay? Because we all have a hate for Snape. I get it, but I love when Snape is snarky to the other professors. And one of my one of my notes was that Mrs. Norris was the first to be petrified, and then Snape talks about how he'll make the potion and Lockhart's like no 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 I'll do it I'll, I can make the potion I've done this hundreds of times I got the potion and then Snape's like as um, the potions teacher I feel I master. should make I will make the potion I, th- I thought that was hilarious I was like and I can just imagine like well I mean of course I imagine Snape is Alan Rickman always right. mm-hmm. yeah. so I just imagine like Alan Rickman just being like as the potion master, I'll be making the potion. And I'm just like, yeah. Just, you know, he just dead, drops it and walks away. Like, I'm not even having this conversation. I feel, like, I feel like for everybody out there who's, like, a big fan and knows what's happening, I'm on the fence about Snape. Good guy, bad guy, whatever. I just love it when he brings his sass to the other yeah, professors. Yeah, he's like, I'm the potion master. Let me do my 
freaking job. Yeah, but I put the spiders acting weird. That was one of my notes because I was like, oh, my God, this is the first time you really see it. Yeah, you see it. And then um, but kind of going back to, like, Snape and the character or the teachers, I was thinking about how, like, you see Alan Rickman as, you know, Snape. Uh-huh. The lady that they um, have for Professor Sprout, like. Oh, my gosh, I love I f- I feel like she's spot on for it. I know we're jumping to the movie part, but I just feel like she's spot on. If you're ever on Facebook and you go to the videos, check out Graham Norton. Mm -hmm. He is basically like a late night talk show host in England. Do you know who Graham Norton is, Sheila? Oh, okay. Andy got excited and you're like, "Mm, tell me more because me, do you know what you're talking about? Um. <laughs> Apparently, okay. I'm the only one that can handle vodka. Okay. And now, had you said, okay, no, I'm totally just kidding. I do not know his name, but I know, I know. You know his talk show. I know I his, his YouTube yeah. clips. Yeah, I watch his clips. I um on our today on our potheads um who read Facebook page. I actually posted a video clip of Margot Robbie on the Graham Norton show. And they talk about Harry Potter and how big of a fan she was. And it's hilarious. And her husband was an extra as a child in the movies. And he's the boy that robbed the crib. Well, no, they were children. Margot Robbie's like in her early twenties. Also, can we say it's cradle? Who You're right. I'm sorry, I've been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, Rob the crib. Which like, everybody's about that, but like Who robbed the crib, guys? Just go to someone's house and rob it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, the the boy that Draco pushes through to get to the hippogriff in movie three, that's her husband. Oh. Really funny thing. But Okay, the whole point of why I even brought this up is there's a really funny clip and episode where the actress who plays Professor Sprout is on the same episode as Daniel Radcliffe. Yep. I watched yeah, that. I saw that. And that was so funny. funny. Because she's like, yeah, I was quite dirty. And he was like, really? And she goes, oh, well, I was proper around you. <laughs> she was like, not anybody else. <laughs> and yeah. she can give sass because she's only in the first what what she say the movie she was two, only in two movies she's only in two movies and it's like movie two and like movie the six last or, one or, or something like yeah. that and she's like I should have been in all of them and I'm like yes because Professor Sprout's the best yeah. and really she should have been in all of them because I think they have her herbology in all the in all the books but yeah um but yeah I I just I just wanted to say like. They picked the perfect person for her role. Yeah, honestly, though, like they I did th- a lot. They have a lot of perfect people. I so. think the like same McGonagall. thing. About- yes, McGonagall. I think the same thing about Lockhart because there's mm-hmm. a certain charm that Lockhart clearly has to make all the women swoon. Mm-hmm. But there's like also this annoyance, and I just feel like Kenneth Branagh like really brings that perfectly, because there is like he just naturally kind of has this little bit of charm where this you're just like, like exuberance and this yeah. charm, like his smile where he's just like, ding, like the little like glint off his teeth or whatever. Yeah, yeah it's really good. I like it. 
So I do, like, I just kind of forget sometimes how much I like this book. Oh. What? Go- Thor. I googled um, Lockhart. You realize who he is now? Yeah. Yeah, he's been in a ton of stuff. Um, I love him. He's been, like, one of my favorites for years and years and years. Yes. All right. So, do you guys have anything else to say about this book? No. <laughs> Andy's like, I'm done, done. 2.5 seconds ago. He's like, I was done 10 minutes ago. <laughs> no, I just don't have anything else, I don't think. I mean, I may have something to add to something y'all say, but I don't think I have anything else. Uh, I think I'm good. I looked at all my notes, and I've said everything I've wanted to say. Because I oh. brought up the spiders. So, so. I said no. <laughs> but now he remembers something. No, but Andy, then both of y'all are, yeah, both of y'all are like... Raise your hand. Both of y'all are like, no, we don't. <laughs> Same thing. Same. Same. No, it's different when we say it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Okay. So, for everybody keeping up, if you want to read the next set of chapters with us, we are going to be reading chapters 10 through 13. 10 through 13. 10, 11, 12, 13. That is for chapters. Remember that Andy should be text that to you? 75 times. 75 times. And he will ask the day we record. <laughs> yep. What chapters are we reading? <laughs> yeah, so we're going to be reading. I always get them done. I am really proud of Andy that he did not ask why Sheila wasn't doing trivia today. <laughs> he always asks that. I almost, I had a moment, I was like, are we doing trivia? I was like, no, that's only. That's only. Otherwise. Uh, training. Only <laughs> that was only that. in the promo for Tipsies. And uh, yeah, so we will be doing those chapters. As always, give us your thoughts on Facebook, Instagram. You can also email us at potheadswhoread.com. Nope, potheadswhoread at gmail.com. Just potheadswhoread.com. We don't have a web address, but we should. Well, well, no, no, technically, technically we do have a website. What? Well, I mean, it's, it's our, it's, how what are goes through our um where our podcasts are posted on Podbean and it's potheadsyouread.podbean.com. I mean, and technically we can make like posts, just like a blog post or something if we wanted to. <laughs> just so look at confusion on mine and Andy's face right now. I uh, mean, technically that's a website. Just saying. Just saying. Andy, yep. you need to work on that for us. We'll get okay. a website going. <laughs> that costs money. I know. He's got money <laughs> <of time. laughs> Just send an invoice. You owe me ten dollars for the Just send uh, an invoice to Andy for hotmail.com. <laughs> please don't send it to that because that is not my address. I know, and you may kidding. get some rude stuff back that happened to a friend of mine in college. Oh my god. Don't do that. Actually, that'd be kind of funny. If you do do that, email us at potheads who read at gmail.com and tell us what happened. Tell us what happened and maybe we'll have you on the air and you can talk about your experience. Mm-hmm. Andy's like, don't do it. Well, no, it was because there was, it was one of those people that you kind of like, that everyone has a crush on. And like we were kind of talking back and forth 
And then, like, suddenly they were like, um, just so you know, someone's out there and, like, sent me this note. I was like, oh, that is not me. It was, like, basically saying that I had, like, gonorrhea and, like, all these <laughs> other things. And, like, all of a sudden I was like, mm, no, that's not my email address. That's Andy. It's me now. Chlamydia <laughs> is not a flower. Make it clap. <laughs> JK clap. kids, clean over here. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Tipsy Potheads. Go crack a book open. I guess I better start reading. <laughs>